Welcome to the Supreme Resort Land V World, a podcast about Disneyland and Walt Disney World, and which is the Supreme Resort. Each episode, we will discuss and explore each resort ride by ride, land by land, park by park to determine which is better. I'm your host, Jimmy, and thank you for joining me on this quest to help the greater good of humanity answer this long elusive question, which is better, Disneyland or Walt Disney World? Joining me as always, we have Dan. Hi, I'm Dan. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't have anything this time. All right, great. And Eric? <laughs> Walt Disney World is better. Oh, okay. Oh, We're doing finally, that. shots. Finally, finally, I get to say it. Finally. <laughs> I don't have to react to something that Dan said and be like, oh, Dan said something funny. I'll have to say something equally funny. And I'll just remind you. Walt Disney World is better. I I remind you both that I do the exact same intro every time. And yet every time I introduce you, you seem surprised. (laughs) Well, you know what? You're both wearing blue shirts and I'm wearing a white shirt with Mickey Mouse on it. And, um... Uh, Disney's Olani is better. <laughs> okay. I think, I think what happened is the random association machine that usually supplies me with what I say just broke down and mm. then that broke Eric. <laughs> okay. Well, he gave us his true feelings at last. Yeah. Well, he's right. Uh, so, uh, new things happening over at chapexshirt.com. <laughs> yeah. Yes. There's yeah. a press. I've got, I've, got a, I've got a sound for that. <laughs> nice. We have a number one Pressler stand T-shirt. Yes. Well, well, no, that's the name of the that's the username that I. That I use. Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah. So the new shirt is. It's it's JPEG. That's it's a picture right. of it's a picture of Bob right. JPEG. <laughs> most who is and it and it spells his name out and it's. Charming. Let's see if I can do this off of uh, 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 memory. Charming, handsome, artistic, personable. Uh, I think so. Exciting and kind. <laughs> nice. Yeah. There you go. Peer. And and uh, yeah, you can. <laughs> if if you like me, enjoy watching the brains of security melt. At, mm-hmm. at, the, at the resort, you can also wear this shirt that has a picture of Bob Chapek looking very upset. <laughs> he's he's so he's so ambivalent yeah. to at the world in that looked, picture. It looked like Putin at first. <laughs> oh no! Oh, yeah, charming, well, I, handsome, I did, artistic, personable, exciting, kind. I, he looked I very did, angry. I did order one That's for my nice trip so that I can also enjoy the same type of experience that Dan has every time he goes to the parks. Well, and it's technically you're we're just saying things that we think are true about Bob Chapek and they're all right. positive. It's not derogatory in no, any way. No, not one bit. It's no, very it's complimentary. <laughs> it's extremely Chapek complimentary. is kind of terrible. It, it did... <laughs> there was a day where I had to have an energy drink and a uh, churro before Dan got into the park because he had to talk to security. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think we told that story on this, on yeah. this show. Uh, yeah. We did. But all proceeds, if you choose let's, to go to let's JPEG, tell it again. JPEGshirt.com, uh, all proceeds go to. Orlando Youth Alliance. Orlando you Youth remember. Alliance. I remember. Hey, once I get it in, it's it's there. <laughs> sure. Um, uh, and also, I have a program reminder. 
there is a new episode that we found of Bob Chapek and Josh Tomorrow <laughs> who do a Twitch stream. They have yet to get an actual viewer, mm-hmm. I think. True. Uh, but we were able to get the audio and that uh, show, Dirty Yellow Strap Volume 2, has been released. It is not out on the Supreme Resort feed, which is where we like to normally keep it, but rather it is on the Scraping the Vault feed because... Uh, as you'll hear in the in the pre-roll, uh, we didn't have time to record. Our <laughs> lives just weren't in sync, huh. and so we just skipped. And now Dirty Yellow Strap will be on the Scrape in the Vault feed. So you just just like took content from the CEO of the Disney Corporation. That's right. That's right. Instead of watching a Disney movie and talking about that's correct. It that is Disney the ultimate movie. in laziness and collaboration and <laughs> Ooh, synergy. Synergy. Yes. Thank well, you. And we it, love synergy. And, and in the episode, Bob and Josh, they collaborate with several YouTube That's uh, right. vloggers. <laughs> and they're, they're able to offer their comments. <laughs> commentary. Yeah. They're offering the comments on the comments. And they also discuss whether or not uh, the Disney company is currently a Sigma male. <laughs> and they're both very handsome. Yeah. Yes, and, and kind. And kind. Yes. And uh, maybe we should come up with a tomorrow shirt. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, yeah, they were both kind I'd of surprised. Buy that one too. They were a little shocked at the lack of preparation they put into the parks panel. <laughs> yeah. And yet they still <laughs> stretched it for two and a half hours. And they were uh-huh. shocked at the feedback of some of the viewers who didn't think that there was much that they did. I think they were more shocked by the positive comments. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they did show some pictures of maybe things. That's true. With Thomas Kincaid. What, who's it? What was it? Um, that was a Thomas Kincaid uh, painting for sure. That's right. Yes. All right. So uh, that is that. And uh, I'm going to skip ahead and talk a little bit about Concy Ears. Uh, you guys have heard us talk about it before. And many of you have reached out to us to plan vacations. One of our listeners, uh, the Coop family, who who did a vacation with us this earlier this year, he and his wife are going solo trip. They they had a great time. They had so much fun. They want to go back, just the two of them. So they had friends who booked at uh, a ba- excuse me vacation club at Old Key West, and they invited them to come. So he reached out to me just to buy tickets. Because hey, you know, Jimmy, yeah, um, I need to reach out to you. Oh. Because I'm going to the the Disneyland. Oh boy, the Disneyland in mm-hmm. December, Ooh. and uh, also going to the Universal. Oh, I can help with both. Oh, thank you. Uh, right. Anyway, so uh, the Coop family just reached out and said, "Hey, can you get us tickets and help us with reservations?" And that's certainly something that Disney doesn't compensate us for, but it's something that we are happy to do. It's a lot easier for you. You don't have to think about it. Just tell me what you want and I'll book it for you. And uh, thank you to Sarah Gilliam, who um, needs to make some changes to her reservation coming up in November and had to remind me that her payment is due. So (laughs) thanks for reaching out. I'm better than that most of the time. Okay. Um, So we so we don't we don't care that that Eric actually is going to Disneyland and we we want to talk about it, but. (laughs) I was, you just put me off my track. Concierge.com, 856R <laughs> right. ears. Eric, man, I'm not wearing a blue shirt like the two of you. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, hey, Jimmy, I'm also, 
not, it, it, not plugged Jimmy, in. Ignore him. I am wearing a blue shirt, and I'm mm-hmm. going to Disneyland in two weeks. Ooh, can I help you book? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I already, I'm already booked, but you know, <laughs> I have a lot of like. Maybe you can help me plan my day. You know, Ooh, we can talk I for can. hours and hours about which. You, what to ride after I ride Pirates of the Caribbean That's at the right. beginning well, of the day because it's Pirates thematically, because the, thematically yes. is the, <laughs> yeah, um, it's the best way. Well, so, and w- w- the other thing that I love so much is I have a couple of clients who are, are local. And so I've made four house calls to, to their house with, <laughs> and I've sat with them. You're a concierge doctor. Yeah. You're an old west, to, an old timey concierge I've doctor. I've probably spent 10 hours with these people. <laughs> I went there to review what their trip should be. And then when I, I went back to book it for them, and then I went back to go through every restaurant on property that takes dining reservations and explain them all and what the benefits are. I then got up at five in the morning to book their dining reservations the day it was due. And then I went back last week to sit with them and review all four theme parks and Dis- Disney Springs and all the rides. And here's what you should do. Gave them a touring plan and that's all part of the service I would do for you. It would just probably be virtually, which I've done before. But since they are, live down the street, house calls, concierge.com. You need a medicine bag. I hope you have a medicine bag. Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> okay. It's got, it's got my medicineplans.com. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, anyway, so that is all about concierge. Eric, I would love to help you. And um, whenever you want to chat or just shoot me an email, let me know what you want and I'll do it for you. Cool. Credit cards on file. Wear a blue shirt. All right. So today, gentlemen, unless there's something else you would like to discuss to share our personalities more with our listener. Oh, by the way, we just uh, met with RGH to present him with his winnings from his March Madness (laughs) Marchathon. It did take us an awfully long time to uh, remember to... uh, reach out to Kevin McNally and get him to do a thing. Kevin McNally did an amazing job. He did amazing job. Made it very personal. He congratulated Ryan on his multiple creations of late, but most importantly, his son. So congratulations for winning our uh, March Madness. What do we call it? The uh, snack. No, no, it was the pre-show. Pre-show pandemonium. It was the February... Madness for, for madness because it's That's a right. pre-show for madness. February, February um, for pre-show, for pre-show for pandemonium. <laughs> yes, yes. And if you would like to book uh, uh, Kevin McNally, yeah, for uh, to, to to do a cameo for yourself, for some loved ones, maybe for some strangers, mm-hmm. uh, you can go to cameo.com and search for Kevin McNally. And, and I would I would like to say Kevin McNally did not uh, in in a basically taking a different stance from uh, uh Steve Gutenberg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He did Steve. not record <laughs> his the, cameo immediately <laughs> after Within we requested it of the request at the gym between the gym. squats <laughs> like between reps of squats sweating with his mask on say wear one of these you know I bet you're real fit like me. Yeah. Go to the gym. <laughs> the goot did did suggest that we should wear masks, and mm-hmm. he was not wearing a mask. No. He at had a gym one. when he recorded that. He did have video. one, and he put it up for a minute. Anyway, uh, but that's not what you pay for, Eric. It's the moneymaker. You got you to gotta show the moneymaker. 
Mm-hmm. Anyhow, um, so that was that. And congratulations, Robert. We have discussed what we're going to do for the next March Madness. Ryan. We're thinking seriously about <laughs> his name's uh, Ryan. Jimmy, his name's Ryan. <laughs> Damn it, what, what did Ryan. I just say? He said Robert. God damn it. Robert. I did it there too. You think all white people are the same, Jimmy. And I, I always want to talk to you about this. I said, <laughs> you guys helped cover it up so well because I said Robert when we talked to him. Did you really? Yeah. And you, oh. remember, and you guys were like, oh yeah, producer. <laughs> Thank you so much. I just called him Robert. You, well, yeah. you were referring to our producer, Randy, who doesn't like to talk on the microphone, who yeah, has well, been you with us the whole time. Me. Yeah, Randy. <laughs> Randy, who's wearing also a blue shirt. Yeah. Yeah. You need to Thanks, cut Randy. that out, by the way. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Go listen. And it's sad. It's embarrassing for me. <laughs> okay, fine. I'll, I'll totally cut this out. Look, I'm writing down the time code right now. Where I cut this part How about out. this? Supreme. Supreme. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anyway, well, clearly our listeners will listen regardless of the content. So thank you for your loyalty. Today's episode is a very disparate on the surface episode. Not desperate. Not desperate. A little bit of inspiration (laughs) to running out of subjects. Um, Anyway, so the episode is, uh, what are we going to call it? Like the most pukiest the, the case of the puke rides the case of the puke rides okay so yeah, these are the yeah. two rides that are most likely to induce vomit um, <laughs> well according to the company themselves because they have that's right uh, they, have they have puke vomit bar- bags. barf bags yeah do you yeah. did you two cultivate stories of witnessing people get sick on rides <laughs> no we we tried to cultivate stories of um scary stories ghost stories in the parks and that did not go very far um anyway so we're we're still working on it this if you're a cast member and you have a ghost story please give it to yes (laughs) well i i do have a puke story and it's a fairly recent one i was writing uh mission breakout touch it escape the ride and um how many colons were in that (laughs) so many colons there were colons in between letters um and I was I was riding. And I thought, yay, this is fun. And the ride stops and I look next to me and I'm thinking, oh, they must be looking for their contacts or something. And then I saw all the vomit. I'm very glad it didn't because I have an amazing ability to as soon as I even acknowledge that this has happened near me, I will start like retching for. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah no. it, it was a solid, it was maybe an hour the rest of the day that I was like, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> just yep. by thinking about it. And then I forgot. I, yeah, you, I looked, you looked at the Disneyland railroad and you went, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I've told this story before on this sh- uh, show, but um, I rode tower of terror on my own one time it was a, it was the opening Ooh. of galaxy's edge i was there for a uh, a work meeting mm-hmm. and using air quotes i did work and there were employees <laughs> around me but i went uh, it was the last day we were headed home and rise of the resistance had just opened so this is not opening of galaxy's edge but rather rise of the resistance in orlando and you know i had my boarding group and by the time i got home at eight o'clock that night i got called but anyway uh, so I rode a couple rides while I was waiting, including Tower of Terror. And the gentleman who sat next to me thought it was he had to go get his full cup of coffee before he oh. went on that ride. And he sat right next to me with two full cups of coffee and <laughs> so much of it landed on me. 
<laughs> mm. who, who, what, I mean, Wait, you have what? to know what the Hold ride on. is. Yeah. Was that, was that Bill Nye the science guy? Was he trying to explain how gravity works? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> uh, anyway, so today's episode is the case of the vomit-inducing attractions. <laughs> that would be Pixar Pal Around V Mission Space. Pixar Pal Around was an original attraction, which I'll talk about the history of Disney California Adventure and Mission Space replaced a beloved attraction called Horizons at Epcot. And I don't think before we go into this part of it, I don't think anyone's going to be surprised that I'm the one that came up with this matchup. Dan's idea. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. And we don't we don't apologize about that. But no, we, we know what that means sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Um, <laughs> so it's also the, the these are rides that are generally seen as the most unpleasant. Mm-hmm. on the property for reasons that I, I think are understandable, even if you love the ride and they, people also love the rides for that very reason. Uh, I have, um, I have some receptions of this, ride. Not to, not to spoil too much. Uh, the non-swinging portion of Pixar pal around received a 4.66 average score out of 10 Mm, While the swinging the portion received a 1.33 average score Ooh. out of 10. <laughs> the swinging gondolas have been described as terrifying and a yep. one-of-a-kind experience. In May 2019, the ride was ranked as the 24th best attraction in the park out of 25. <laughs> we'll get into that stuff. Uh, I, I, yeah, yeah. Let's get I to that. I genuinely love these, love these rides for oh, the yeah. reasons that people tend to hate them. Yes. Which is I why I'm we, judging. We're all in agreement that these are enjoyable attractions for what they are. Uh, they're both technically replacements. Pixar Pal Around <laughs> technically replaced. <laughs> it replaced um, Donald 74H. <laughs> that's right. And uh, anyway, uh, okay. I'm it, it, So I'm going to be arguing for uh, <laughs> counterintuitively from the last two minutes. Um, Pixar Pal Around. <laughs> While Eric is going to argue for Mission Space and Dan will be our judge. So if Dan enjoys a fun fact or detail about Pixar Palaround, you will hear this sound. Dan, make a sound. Oh, geez. We spent an hour, Eric, for the love of God. <laughs> I, I've been busy. Ghosts. Just insert generic, <laughs> insert generic theme park sounds so it yeah if if dan wins a point he will jimmy wait he will say the sound do you also think all white people are the same i i don't i i I can't put back in the generic sounds after i've deleted them actually for me pixar pal around cough 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 There you there go. go. That's the sound. There it is. There I was looking it is. for it's generic. not a good sound. I don't like. I, I, I don't. I don't think that's an appropriate sound. Generic know, theme park sound. It's oh, a okay, child watching. If okay. uh, Dan enjoys something that Eric says about Mission Space, you will hear this sound. Ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> and why are we hearing that sound, Eric? Because um, I was trying to isolate. The sound of Gary Sinise saying, uh, uh, essentially, uh, if you don't want to go on this ride, maybe you should go to another ride. Yeah. Or, or <laughs> if you think this is too intense, then go to the other line, the green 
um, green mission versus the orange mission. Yes. Similarly, well, I won't get into it. Okay, so uh, I'm gonna I, I, I have a I have a meme soundboard. I'm going to download just right, in case. Uh, I can. I, I I mean, technically, I could probably pull this in, but I don't want no, to. I I, I think this meme soundboard is going to do a lot of good work for us. <laughs> oh, right. good. Well, okay. while you're doing that, I'm going to describe for our listener a general overview of the Pixar Pal around. Now, now, wait, 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 just a second here. <laughs> Wait just a second here. <laughs> uh, technically, uh, my ride opened before yours. Your ride opened in 2001? My ride, uh, yes, opened. Wait, when did your. Wait, they, this they ride opened, opened in 2001. Unless we're going back to Horizons. Okay. You know what? You're right. They're, they're pretty, pretty close. Never mind. Go ahead. All right. Talk. It won't matter. Talk. So Pixar Pal Around, formerly known as the Sun Wheel and, and Mickey's Fun Wheel, is a 150 foot tall eccentric wheel at Disney's California Adventure at the Disneyland Resort in Anaheim. <clears throat> I did a little research. An eccentric wheel, sometimes called a sliding wheel or coaster wheel, differs from a conventional Ferris wheel in that some or all of its passenger cars are not fixed directly to the rim of the wheel, but instead slide on rails between the rim and the hub as the wheel rotates. The two most famous eccentric wheels are Wonder Wheel at Dino's Wonder Wheel Amusement Park in Coney Island and Pixar Pal Around, previously Sunwheel, Mickey, uh, all right. And uh, the latter is a replica of the former. There is a second re- replica in Yokohama Dreamland, Japan. Hmm. So they weren't the Disney didn't come up with. I mean, big surprise. They're building California Adventure. They're not going to come up with right. anything new. They did not come up with this. No, they were thinking of California <laughs> theming. And so they went straight to Coney Island. Right. Because that's where <laughs> that's the Coney well, Island. And that was Baker the theme. Field. Yeah. Hey, regular <laughs> amusement Pier. park. Santa Monica Pier was the inspiration for. Right. Paradise Pier, but whatever. I'm sure anyway, there's so, some businesses are, named Coney Island. In, in are there cavemen sure, yeah. at Santa Monica Pier? Like, there are, know. and and uh, by the way, that's a great ride. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the attraction opened to the public on February 8th, 2001 at Paradise Pier as the Sun Wheel. Inspired by Wonder Wheel, we talked about that. Uh, and uh, Pixar Pal Around has a large, high-eyed Mickey Mouse face at its center. From 2001 to 2008, the attraction featured a sun face on the front, along with a yellow color scheme. In 2008, the attraction was rethemed as Mickey's Fun Wheel, which opened on May 9th, 2009. The sun was replaced with a Mickey Mouse face. Images of Mickey, Goofy, Donald Duck, and Minnie Mouse were added to the gondolas. On and November 2nd, 2017, Disney announced that the ride would be renovated, which would include Pixar characters on the gondolas. Did I watch I believe- a video? And I believe, see every one of them? Yes, I did. Did I write it down? No, I didn't. <laughs> mm. I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, but I think the pal around is the time that people started referring it to referring to it as uh like the wheel of death or something. Because Mickey's the, death wheel. I think yeah, yeah Mickey's the, death wheel. Because Pixar Pal around uh, sorry, the Mickey's what was it? Fun, fun wheel. Fun wheel is is I think overselling an aspect of the ride. could be. <laughs> it, it didn't have a lot of Mickey, and it. I mean, it's fun watching other people enjoy. It's a fun ride. Not, it, it's fun watching people not enjoy the ride. Mm-hmm. As it's, Dan and I have 
as indicated on multiple by the, occasions by the queue length. Yeah. Um, so there, yeah. there are Pixar characters on the uh, on the ride vehicles themselves, and like I said, I did watch a video with them all. Didn't write them down. Notably, our two of the characters from Soul have replaced uh, some of the other characters, but Mickey's face, Ooh. despite it being Pixar pier, Mickey's, Mickey's face is still right in the center. Um, on uh, 2018, June 23rd, 2018, the attraction reopened as Pixar Pal Around. Uh, there you go. Mm. That's the overview. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I have history later, as soon as Eric's done with his overview of okay. mission space. Okay. Oh, um, okay. So that was your overview. Um, uh, mission space. If we're going to skip the, well, we'll, well, well, I guess we'll get to the history in, in, uh, just a bit. Um, Mission Space is a uh, centrifuge-based ride where people get into a small um, enclosed space, and that space gets more enclosed when the wall <laughs> moves closer to them. They watch a a very personal. Uh, it, it's it's kind of like. It's kind of like uh, Star Tours, where you watch a thing happening outside of the the capsule that you are in space in. And um, uh, basically, you get you get claustrophobic and you get put into a. uh, Yes, you get put into a a small box that gets smaller and then they spin you around to make it feel like. 2.5 2.5 G's G's be one G being regular earth gravity. So you get put into higher G's to in it basically insinuate that you're, you're in a rocket that's going to a place that could be around earth. It could be around Mars. Um, we'll get into the, uh, the actual ride itself. But essentially, uh, you have to go through multiple steps where people tell you, are you sure you want to do this ride? <laughs> and um, at, the end sure? of, <laughs> at the end of that, uh, Gina Torres says, are you sure you want to do this ride? And um, if you do there. want to, she's <laughs> yeah. there. She is there. And if you do want to do this ride, I guarantee at the end of this ride, you will walk out of this ride. <laughs> you will have done the ride. You will, right. have, you will have done the ride that makes you feel like you might have been in space. And you know what? You can't see from this ride uh, compared to the Pixar Pelleron. You can't see the Matterhorn. Mm-hmm. You can't see Space Mountain. Lot. You can't see parking lots. You can't see convention centers. You can't see the Westin. Nope. <laughs> what you Sheridan. can what you can see is um bizarrely, uh it, which is a word I've just made up. Um <laughs> you can see the uh show building for Horizons, a ride that this ride replaced. You don't see the show building for this ride. You don't see the show building for the restaurant that is also in this space. 
you do see the show building for Horizons when you leave the Earth in a rocket to Mars or maybe just around the Earth. There you go. The algorithm clearly told them that people like callbacks, but. Yeah, they but you know didn't what? Really? <laughs> yeah. Didn't like what? Yeah. It's what you yeah. want, right? Right. Exactly. <laughs> I presume that you have the details of the queue where you see the Horizons logo in the big uh, spinny wheel. Well, clearly, I mean, the queue is such an we're important. Not, we're not there yet, obviously. It's but. it's such a it's such a large portion of this ride. <laughs> it's true. Is walking through the queue. Much like Indiana Jones um, and the Temple of uh, the Forbidden Eye, of uh, the Forbidden Eye and Lightning Lane, where you just walk through the queue because they they put a lot of detail into the queue and you just walk right through it because there are no people in the queue because people don't go on this ride. Uh, I'm, yes. trying to, I'm trying to think. I th- I, I think I want to award the ambition points right up front. I'm trying to figure out how many like basically it's I think that's a built in handicap and I don't know how many points to give. I'm thinking three just just for the ambition that but that's all that's those are the only points the ambitious aspect is going to get which which (laughs) which on space on space. Oh, mission space. Oh, okay. Cuz it's a lot more you know, um, it's a lot more complex in terms of like the mechanics and everything mm-hmm. when it works like basically when you can play that brain game where it's like I am not spinning in the direction I'm spinning in. All right. Here. <laughs> it what, does what, work. Does this sound work? Did that come through the soundboard? It, no. Kind of. I mean, but I also have, uh, I have uh, hey. this. Hold on. Wait, no, I have. My name is Jeff. There we go. We got that. That's from the hang soundboard. On, hang on, hang on. Engineer, and the success of your mission will depend on all of you working together as a team. Yeah, sure. that, did, that, that didn't work. But, but sure, there was Gary Sinise telling there were you. Sounds. I think three points for space. Or pretending you're in space just for the conceptual uh, like if I mean, if we're going to pile the the, it is the most the more ambitious of the two in terms of like there is a loose storyline. There is a a kind of a theme, you know, like it's kind of it's it's the more it's doing an actual Disney ride, probably better of the two. Mm. And I think by three points. But that takes away and the ambition from all the other areas. So I think that's fair. I don't know. I'm the judge. So, you know, you are the you are the judge. And and as um, as we've learned, the law is just what a judge says it is. That's true. That's here. Let's let's see if this works. Nope, that 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 didn't. Nope, didn't totally. (laughs) There you go. Totally <laughs> didn't right. work. Uh, First, our flight director. Oh, no. oh, that's that worked loud. That's very loud. Okay. okay. Wonderful. We'll, we'll rewind for People the next time. People love it. People love so. Oh, it's on autopilot. Okay. All right. I'm going to tell you about the history of the of the Pixar Pal around. There's going to be some repeat information with some nuance, so I'll go fast with my brain memory. 
Um, the attraction opened as the Sunwheel on February 8th, 2001. It was one of the park's earliest attractions during opening day. It was modeled after Coney Island's 1920 Wonder Wheel and featured a sun on the front side along with a yellow color scheme. The purple and orange cars rode on inside rails, which means that they were sliding towards the inside and outside of the ride revolved. The sun face was inspired by Mexican art from 1970s. Mm. In October 2008, the sun wheel underwent renovation and was rethemed as Mickey's fun wheel. Although the ride experience hasn't changed, the sun was replaced by a Mickey Mouse head and the color scheme was changed from yellow to red. The attraction reopened on May 9th, 2009 as Mickey's Fun Wheel. In 2013, lights were installed around the back of Mickey's head for World of Color, Winter Dreams, along with an LED lighting package that was installed on the California Scream and Roller Coaster. Creative executive Steve Davison revealed during an interview after the premiere of Winter Dreams that the new lights installed on Fun Wheel and California Screaming are a permanent addition and will be used in future World of Color updates. By the way, huh? have you ever seen when they pull up the tarp that replaces the, the Mickey face? No. For the show? I mean, it's, I've seen the show, but I haven't seen the tarp. It's, it's really... It's... Mm. It, it's really kind of a special inverse magic where it's just like, oh, so it's just a screen. <laughs> so like a couple of guys with pulleys on basically. Cranes. I mean, they, yeah. may as, they may as well be wearing hard hats and have little lunch boxes and cigars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on October 2nd, 2014, the ride malfunctioned, standing stranding riders for two hours before they were evacuated with no reported injuries. <laughs> oh, that is a point. That is definitely <laughs> a point. <laughs> I didn't even think about getting stuck on this thing. Yeah. <laughs> One day we're going to have to do uh, uh, the gondolas, but uh, Pixar <laughs> pal around 2018 to present on November 2nd, 2017, Disney announced that Mickey's fun wheel would be updated to include Pixar characters on the gondolas and Mickey's face remaining on the side facing Paradise Bay. The attraction was closed on January 8th, 2018, along with other Paradise Pier offerings as the land transformed into Pixar Pier. <laughs> on April 25th, transformed. Transformed. They, they went to Home Depot and got some paint. That's right. Oh, and they did. Just you wait. Check um, it out, yo. On April 25th, 2018, after a three-month <laughs> shutdown, Disney announced that Mickey's Fun Wheel would be renamed Pixar Pal Around to be consistent the, with the attraction's mm. new theme. What is the minimum? Okay, so... What is the amount of time that something closes down for a retheming that like when you hear the amount of time, you're like, I think you're just painting. And I think three well, months to be three fair, months is that three, to be fair. April 25th, three months later was when they announced the new name. The ride didn't reopen until June. So <laughs> how many months is that? That's five. But anyway, the color scheme was changed yet again to light blue and the gondolas received new images of characters from Pixar films such as Joy and Sadness from Inside Out, Mr. Incredible and Elastigirl from The Incredibles and Miguel and Hector from Coco. The attraction officially opened on June 23rd, 2018. And... On February 3rd, 2019, Pixar Pal Around was lit up in blue and yellow for Super Bowl 53, which featured Los Angeles Rams and the New England Patriots. Mm, a wow. pa that's a point for space. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. 
That is the history of Pixar Space. Pal Around. <laughs> Maybe I might take that point away. <laughs> That's fine. Here, you, you, need, already gave, you already gave three points to space. Here, let's. I, do you need a sound? Let's see what we got. He needs some milk. There we go. How, how, how does this work? Does does this work now? <laughs> I like this game. Oh, there we go. That's too long. <laughs> I'm just playing video from people walking <sighs> through the queue. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, this is great. This is well produced. Audio this content. Is, this is a, this is our best episode. Our producer <laughs> should be fired. Randy, um, <laughs> Ran, Randy slash. Uh, uh, you know what? I'm just gonna say it. David Sally. Ooh. Um, oh. Oh. <laughs> why aren't you producing this better, David? All right, Eric. You go ahead and tell us about the history of Mission Space. All right. We don't need to go into a huge amount of history on uh, nothing the, was there before, right? The, the the ride that was there before was called Horizons. Heard of it? People love Horizons. Hmm. Um, uh, it was the a internet- spiritual successor of Carousel of Progress. That's exactly with, with the dinosaur on it, right? The little purple dinosaur. A- no. No, 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 no. That was that was the other one. Okay. Uh, but yes, uh, you know what? They they looked at at uh, the Carousel of Progress and they said, you know what? We need we need to create something. Well, GE was paying paying Disney to create something that was a spiritual successor to. The ride they had already paid for. Eric, um, would you say that they felt like there was a good thing that they needed to bring to life? You know what? <laughs> if you listen to certain um, <laughs> nighttime spectaculars, yes. <laughs> yes. They were. I mean, you, you recall that the area music for Horizons, including the attraction queue, was we bring good things to life in the queue. And that was that's something that Jeremy like blew my mind with. Like it's one of those moments where Jeremy talked about the bump, 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 bump. I'm like, holy crap, that is the GE mm-hmm. theme that they worked into a Disney attraction sure i think is a better word uh sure yeah why not why why not but everybody loves horizons horizons um maybe we'll talk more about it it like in the future but um as far as i'm concerned it's the sort of thing that um we don't need to spend a lot of time on because it's been gone for a long time it closed in December of 1994. Did you ever write it? I'm certain I did. I have no specific memories of it. I which stared is at interesting. The, I stared at the closed building for a couple of weeks. The oh, first time I went fun. there. Oh, I, yeah. My first you, experience at Walt Disney World was 1999. So I never got to see it. And uh, similarly, the year I think that was the year or year after Test Track opened. So I never got World of Motion either. So you went into the desolate, like quarter of the Epcot Park, mm-hmm. and said, Just, "Why am I standing here?" 
Well, no, bo- both Mission Space and Spaceship Earth or in a test track had opened. No, sorry, Mission Space didn't open until later. Right. Right. <laughs> Excuse so, me. So anyway, Horizons opened uh, on the second anniversary of Epcot on October 1st, 1983. It closed in December of 1994. It reopened on December 24th, 1995. When both World of Motion and Universe of Energy were closed, they were in the same space and they were all people eaters. All three of these these attractions were huge people eaters. So what you're saying is that it was sitting there not operational that whole time, even though it could have worked. Correct. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Well, because I'm not sure about the football point, I'm going to give a spite point to Pixar. And now I feel better about that. So there you go. Because I could have ridden that thing. And, I'm, yeah. and I am taking it out on mission space, but only in this moment. It's, it's okay, because, because I'm petty. Uh, this ride did close for a while. And uh, it reopened a year later. Because they said, we have an Omnimover here that people like that has like a it like you can pick your ending. There are three different endings to this people mover that um, that 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 it like various guests have enjoyed for years. People mover might trigger some of our Disneyland audience. So I'm sorry. Um, Omni mover. It's a, it's a people mover. I'm sorry. I don't care. Go, Um, go, go broke. All right. That's all I got to say. Go Broncos. (laughs) Yeah. You say go woke or go broke. (laughs) It's a go. go (laughs) Jeez. I'm kidding. Anyway. (laughs) uh, Let's see. Horizons was originally (laughs) during its conceptual period was potentially named century three because it took place in 2076, which was the, uh, the third, um, century of, uh, America. What, what's Mm. yeah. Yeah. The, the 300th anniversary of America. That's when it, a pen, uh, like uh, apparently they wanted to play place this. So 2076 is potentially when they place this uh, ride. They also call the ride future probe, which is my opportunity on this show to say the word future probe. Mm. <laughs> There's your sound. Not not to beat on this too much, but I, I just, it's kind of giving me a little bit of hope that this thing was sitting here, no, not operational in physically standing in front of us, but also in the Disney vault at the same time. And they, it, it makes me feel somewhat better about current leadership that they have always been this stupid. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Well, now GE and Disney did eventually settle on the title horizons because Future Probe and Century 3 didn't quite work for them, I guess. I mean, come on. But this was a sequel to the Carousel of Progress. They decided to say, hey, 
let's make another great theme. So we created another theme that 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 carried through. Uh, sure, it wasn't as uh, as catchy as the Carousel of Progress theme of "There's a Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow," but they did include a, a, a an homage to the Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow song in Horizons at one point. Uh, this is the same version that is heard in the current Carousel of Progress, where uh, you can hear it on the radio. Uh, the singer is um, Larry Cedar. And yes, yes, I am going into the singer. So the current Carousel of Progress theme um, <laughs> in in one of the... In the early version where he sings, there's a great big beautiful tomorrow. It's like I'm there. Yeah, they included that in Horizons, that same version. Um, Larry was um, on the Mathematic show, Square One on PBS. I remember Square One. Square One was the best. It was, it was the best it was PBS the best. show. It was the best. Eric, uh, do you remember the episode of the Math Cops where they figured out uh, where the kidnapped kid was because they sang the phone number? You know what? I remember watching that show <laughs> with my grandparents in their trailer on one of the times that we went camping in uh, Lake Chicagoan. Uh, which is a, a Michigan Lake, um, not Chicagoan, but we called it Lake Chicago, even though it was Lake Chicagoan. Um, but yes, I remember watching that episode of <laughs> Square One. Change with my, them. It, oh, yeah. Fun yeah. fact phone well back when phones so a phone is a way that people used to communicate mm-hmm. and you would dial a phone number with a keypad uh and each number had a special tone and <laughs> so you were you were basically singing into the phone when you dialed a number yeah uh, <sighs> do you guys remember and i watched this documentary <laughs> about these these guys that snuck onto horizons oh, oh yeah I've, yeah I uh, the yeah. only thing I can find is something called "Remain Seated, Please," a Hoot and Chief story. But I don't oh, yeah, know if that's yeah. what I watched. Yeah, Hoot, Hoot, um, yeah, Hoot has spent a lot of times wandering around Horizons, and uh, uh, please, for legal reasons, um, call Hoot Gibson or um, not us. Yeah, uh, and about, don't sneak on uh, rides. Uh, yeah, Mm-mm. yeah. Also. <laughs> You might recognize uh, Larry Cedar as the um, father of Pierce Hawthorne on the show Community. Hashtag six seasons and a movie. The movie has just been announced within the last day. Ooh. Of Community? Of Community, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I saw they're Um, talking about doing a, um, a Scrubs movie. And they uh, they talked about and they they kind of announced an Arrested Development movie. Hmm. Well, Arrested Development did a couple of extra seasons, they and they they were great. Uh, Community always said six seasons and a movie. 
And they did their six seasons and they finally uh, announced a movie um, on Peacock, which is a platform I don't subscribe to. But it's free. Subscribe to Peacock today. Yeah. Oh, wait. You know what? You know what? Here's our ad break. (laughs) Subscribe (laughs) to Peacock. And also engage in the following advertiser. Your attention, please. <laughs> and we're back. Um, all right, Eric, uh, let's uh, go ahead and speed this along, my friends. You know what? We've got a lot of other things we can talk about. Uh, Horizons was potentially closed because there might have been structural problems with the building. There might have been a sinkhole. Was there a Yeti? Was there a giant Yeti? There was not. Okay. Uh, There might have been roof problems. Just hijacked the show. You know what? There might have been no. It, it, It could have been that there was no sponsor at all. Uh, mm. It could also have been related to the failure of Euro Disney, which is something <laughs> that is on. <laughs> it's That's on right. Jimmy. You didn't go to Disneyland Paris. You can't have this nice thing. <laughs> That's totally how this company works, isn't it? Just, <laughs> yep. No. <laughs> because those people over there didn't get it. You don't get it. <laughs> you know what? Regardless. And we're going to build this other in, theme park. <laughs> it's going to suck. In the year 2000. <laughs> DCA was a, the original version was a, a punishment. punishment. Yeah. <laughs> in the year 2000, uh, Michael Eisner said, screw this. We're said, done. No. <laughs> he said no in a very French uh, accent. And well, uh, actually, if, he, if it was him, he said, non. <laughs> it's non. Because that is how it spells. That is how he French. pronounces his French. Non. Yeah, he, very phonetic with his French very at opening phonetic. day. Bonjour. Bonjour. Over. That's right. I'm surprised he didn't pronounce the T. Over. <laughs> anyway. This one was completely torn down in the year 2000. So after they reopened it, they we're talking about Horizon still. We're not talking about the ride that is the point of this damn yep. Sounds like us. Uh, <laughs> it was torn down in the year 2000, which is one of the year one of the few instances. <laughs> It says when Disney actually destroyed a building there, there instead is, of there is putting a weird... something else into the building, they destroyed the building. There is a weird irony to <laughs> tearing down the like the symbol of the future, the, the ride that is like the most hopeful symbol of the future in the year that everyone associated with the future. 2000. The, yeah. 2000. <laughs> Literal scorched earth. <laughs> yep. Jimmy, well, talk it's... about your Ferris wheel. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to talk about the queue. <laughs> I don't know. Sure. Let's talk about your. Do you have no history of the actual ride? 
I, I have history of the actual history. ride. You you just gave a history of a building that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> well, if you want a history of the actual ride, I yes, can please. say that the soft open of Mission Space was in June 2003. Uh, Michael Eisner was in, in was in attendance for the true opening, which was several months later in October. Well, October 9th. Specifically, that, that tracks because they already are running Tron <laughs> and yet the grand openings in six months. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, Tron, let, let's be honest here. If you open Tron now, how is that going to bring in more people who want to go to Disney World next open summer? Open it up in a few months and and say we're going to open it up in in March and people will. It, it, Jimmy, you're you're a travel professional. That's like, right. You get this. I do. Anyway, I just like picturing uh, that Damara was writing that thing every day. It's like, Wee! <laughs> <laughs> yay! You can't write hey, it. Everyone, I'm writing it. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, that part but of anyway. his panel. He's just talking about all the awesome things he gets to do. <laughs> oh, but you don't get to. Man, I wish that we had a podcast where we could have Josh tomorrow talk about his experiences. <laughs> well, there's always dirty yellow strap. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see where, the, where, the, where that goes. Okay. Okay. Anyway, soft opening, June 2003. Uh, hard opening. Hard opening. <laughs> Eric, uh, what, what have we done to you? I'm sorry. <laughs> Listener, remember when Eric was like, he was so so much more respectable than he the was two the of serious us. one now he's he's making dick jokes <laughs> <laughs> i didn't make or a maybe dick that was joke. an egg joke i don't know you uh, <laughs> i am hard hard opening is a reference to uh uh, uh specific wood <laughs> oh my god i'm gonna what have, show what you we my done? heart opening what have we done <laughs> <laughs> October 9th, Michael Eisner was there. So were the administrators from NASA. Hewlett Packard. Packard. Hewlett Packard. Because they were the sponsor, right? They were the the original uh, sponsor was Compaq. It was bought by Hewlett Packard (laughs) during the process of this opening. So uh, HP showed up to say, we support this thing we paid for. And, uh, and NASA also was like, hey, remember, we're here. <laughs> uh, NASA said, hey, remember, we're here. Also, here are a few astronauts, not the ones you know of. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah, so there are a few current astronauts in 2001 <laughs> when we don't put people into space, <laughs> right? Uh, so the initial ride had a less intense and a more intense version. And Nonsense. Uh, Jimmy, they I only had one, they only had one originally, they only had one on opening, uh, and they you know changed what? you're it when right, people started to die. Mm-hmm. And let me guess, there's a snowflake from one of those astronauts that said. This is the closest thing to going to space. Yeah. <laughs> Guaranteed, well, there's a quote. <clears throat> talking about going to space, Jimmy, let's talk about the Pixar pal around. <laughs> um, all right. Here's Dan, the cue. Do you want to give any points for history? I 
no. At this point, we're at four points for. Uh, it's four to two. Walt Disney World I, I, versus I really, two. I really think that this is going to start getting uh, really interesting when we talk about the right experiences themselves. Going a little fast and loose with the word interesting. Um, so I, the, I the cue so. of this beloved spinning attraction that might induce vomiting <laughs> has two entrances. The end. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's there's one just like Mission Space. <laughs> there's the swinging one, which yes. is similar to the orange mission and the non swinging or fixed gondolas, not unlike the green mission. What I find really <laughs> amazing about that queue is how they had always intended. And I didn't even think about this until now. They had always intended for there to be two different lines. Yet, yes, it. It 100% looks like an afterthought. Yes, it does. <laughs> I mean, it was built for two different types of gondola. Right, right. I mean, Not that, like they changed the, it later. It wasn't a surprise. It wasn't like space where it's just like, I guess maybe some people don't want to get nauseous. Let's change it. <laughs> <laughs> it was like from day one, they always had two separate lines and it's always looked temporary. <laughs> and continues to... Oh yeah, yeah, and and in in fact, I I I think that they might be making it look more temporary, just for yeah. fun. <laughs> the Pixar pal around the Pixar pal around sign does feel very um, sort of afterthoughty, you know, well, like they're they're going with theme, but yeah, well, it's true. <laughs> but it does feel very Coney Island, the whole thing, you know, that this feels like a temporary thing. Yes, you know, like a traveling carnival. Coney deal. Island, the ice cream shop in uh big Santa Monica Pier. <laughs> yes uh, but that's the cue for Pixar pal around right minimalism yeah all right <laughs> very minimal you know what I like about the visual of this ride is across the lake it looks like the gondolas are going into the water that is true I and really that like is that, that is I, I'm not just for that but visually it is a visual element it it's striking in its own way, whereas space is kind of like, I mean, you, if you're right there, it's like, ooh, look at all them arches or whatever. But it's just kind of, oh, yeah, that's what a space building looks like. I mean, it, OK, well, yeah, that is what a Ferris wheel looks like. But <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to go with it. I might have almost talked myself out of it, but I'm deciding not to. That's a point for Pixar. Here's a point. Mm -hmm. uh, Eric, tell us about the queue of Mission Space, please. Uh, the queue of Mission Space is interesting because uh, it does. Th there are portions of the queue that reference um, missions to space. <laughs> there are also portions that include the original Horizons <sighs> logo. And ultimately, uh, there's not much in the queue because you can walk through the entire queue very quickly. Do not buy a lightning lane for, well, do, do not use a lightning lane for this attraction. Um, if you have, if you purchased Genie Plus for the day at Epcot, uh, just assume you can walk onto this attraction because most people don't want to. Um, you, you, you can just walk through the queue. 
there there are various interesting like vaguely interesting homages to space travel and to horizons but ultimately there's nothing it's more interesting than the cue to um the Pixar pal around, which I will, which I will state, but, but does ultimately Pixar... you're looking at things indoors that say, look, you're going into space. Yeah. Okay, I think there's in given... the center of that wheel. Sorry, Dan. In the, there's a wheel that I don't think exists yet in space travel, but the theory is that this wheel would spin at a specific speed to create one G so that people can like exercise or, do their thing, you know, feeling the sense of gravity like they had on um, the Mars movie with, uh, you know, the Martian. The Martian or 2001 A Space Odyssey. Like, yes. Yes. The logo is in the center of that or something like that. Absolutely. Yes. That is where the logo is. Okay. So the real question, and I hope you two fight it out. Um, Does Pixar pal around need a fancy ass cue and in terms of like requiring a fancy ass cue does mission space get us there because my memory of it is it's kind of like the cue to soren at dca if soren at dca was built on the ashes of a beloved attraction Ooh, which it kind of was but it's um, that that is fair they they do include things which is very much like the the Soren cue. Yeah, they I'm not going things. to. I'm not going to uh, to argue it out. I will say objectively that each cue is effective to to what it's trying to do. For example, when you're on a, a, a pier, a Santa Monica pier, or Coney Island, or whatever. There's no intentional theming. The theming is the surrounding area in that you're yeah. on a boardwalk. And so True. it does effectively do what it's supposed to do. It's minimalistic. It's a spinning wheel. Mission <laughs> Space does the same thing. It effectively gets you into the mode of I'm going to go into space. Uh, here are all the space things that I'm going to experience. And like Eric said, there's a lot of physical features to get you into a space. It's well themed for what it's trying to be. Is it possible, Jimmy, that the feeling of it being a kind of thrown together cue that we get from Pixar Pal Around is actually part of the theming of it being in a minimalistic setting? That's, yeah, that's what I just said in a more succinct way. Yes. I'm going to give a point to Pixar because I feel like in this in this. The problem I'm bumping up against right now that isn't impenetrable, Eric, you and your dirty mind, you get away from that. Um, I, I, <laughs> um, I think it's that uh, space seems to be kind of trying too hard in some areas that it doesn't really pay off in. And then in other areas, it's not really trying hard enough. Like we'll get into it, but like, I remember the graphics not being great and it's replacing this. (laughs) Thank you. And it's replacing this beloved attraction that is, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to engage too much with this, but like, it's kind of the elephant in the room for this specific attraction. Um, 
anyway, that's just where I'm at. That's that's all. That's my those Here, are my thoughts. I mean, here's the deal with the queue in mission space. Even though you don't spend much time in the queue, regardless if it's the orange queue or the green queue where you're saying I'm going to go through the more intense experience or the less intense experience. There are things that have references to horizons, mm-hmm. the ride that was there before. Um, there are also plenty of tributes to. Uh, I, I mean, to other actual NASA experiences it like the idea is to say, look, you kind of might be going into space. They're, they're trying to create a queue that is beyond just stand here and wait. There are pictures of spaceships, actual spaceships and fake (laughs) spaceships. I mean, I I think um, the, Part of the sticking point for me, and this it's been several years since I've written this, and I'm not trying to be negative about space. So correct me if I'm wrong here, but my feeling is that the queue for space kind of never really decides whether it's a museum or like a immersive you are going to space now kind of situation. Uh, that is fair. It is very much a museum slash you are going into space. Which is, uh, I mean, either, either uh, like green versus orange, whichever intensity experience you select, it, it's still very much a like. Well, well, here are some spacey things. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's uh, let's see where we go with this. Okay. And then judge it up after the queue. Then you go into uh, multiple holding rooms while you're waiting for (laughs) other rides to process through. Wait, which one are you arguing for? Well, I'm just trying trying to move this thing along, guys, because for God's sake. You got Um, multiple multiple holding areas, which uh, you get to see uh, Gary Sinise grumble at you and scowl at the camera. Oh, no. You know, no, no. It's that other lady. It's, it's Gina Torres from Gina Firefly. Torres. Now, I w- it is important to note that the uh, the pre-show dialogue is identical verbatim word for word, just replaced Gary Sinise. There's nothing different about it. Verbatim. And it, it, that that's is, weird. That is fair. And the Gary Sinise portion, um, famously, uh, Gary got onto a plane in L.A., one morning, um, potentially still, still drunk (laughs) (laughs) and landed in Florida. Um, and basically read his lines. He did an okay job. Mm -hmm. And Gina Torres has done a more successful job. According to some people, not, not me. I, I would never say, so I would never judge against various Capcoms. <laughs> uh, Gary Sinise. Gar- Gary Sinise looked like. I mean, he had red eyes. He did. It he, was very puffy. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, Gary Sinise looked like he was I wasted when he showed up yeah. there. 
<laughs> Cranky Gary Sinise was really fun. <laughs> so, um, for, for correct me if I'm wrong, so you go into the first holding pattern. There are four uh, spacesuits. You know the latest model of, and you get to wear them. Astronaut no. suits. Then you don't get to wear. Nope. And you're he lined gets to up look on at them. them. <laughs> Similarly to the Rise of the Resistance, you're lined up on specific numbers that you're supposed to remember and different color numbers. And then you're brought into the centrifuge around the centrifuge. Uh, and you have to remember your number and your and your color, <laughs> and you're given assignments <laughs> similar to Soren. No, no, not Soren. Um, Millennium Falcon. Jimmy, which which one are you? Well, are you again, <laughs> this is taking a very long time. We have gone nowhere. <laughs> we've well, okay, if, but we've you gone to such me. amazing places. No, we're, I, we're in the we're in the conversation. I and I, I think what you reminded me of, Jimmy, that I forgot about, is how. They they can't really say this thing is a centrifuge and that's why it makes you sick sicky sick. Right. But they kind of get right. <laughs> they make every effort to explain to you that this is yeah. a centrifuge, which without actually saying right. The yeah, they never they get it. up to the point and, to say that this is an intense experience. <laughs> and if you want the less intense experience, you can go to the green ride. Yeah, I, got, I, I believe, or you can given, leave. You're given that choice up to the moment you get on the attraction. <laughs> I, I'm giving space a point for that very thing. It's like we can't say the thing, but it's the thing. <laughs> Ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> so, so for uh, the record, space is five points. Pixar Pelerand is four points. So four, yes. Yeah. Okay, um, we agree. The, and similarly, listener, if you have not been on this ride, it's very similar to the assignments you're given on Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. Yeah. Where if you don't push a button in this ride, nothing <laughs> happens. Push it for you. They'll nothing push ha- it for you. Someone will say, hey, uh, Navigator, press that button so that you can land on Mars. And if oh, you, you didn't do it. They auto-pilot uh, We did it for you. Yeah. System override, I believe, is what they say. Yes. You have a joystick that yeah. doesn't do anything. It feels like it does, kind of. Yeah. You I, know I like to pretend it does, because there is a manual landing at the end that every all four people get to control the landing. You know what? And uh, Millennium Falcon, um, only two of those people have actual joysticks. That's that true. Allow Everybody's them gotta... to move the ship. The other four people in that in that contraption um, have to just look at buttons and hope that one of them lights up so that they can press a button. Well, in two retrospect, of them get to murder people. That's true. In <laughs> retrospect, this probably should have been a comparison with Millennium Falcon because they're both on turntables and they both you're given yeah, assignments. But how would we get there? Well, yeah, they, but how would we but get to the, this they, one? Are you kidding me? They don't do the same thing. It, you still have to walk. It, I mean, Mission space, it's not quite the same thing. You have to walk to the centrifuge that you're That's going true. to step onto. That's a good point. Well, you well, have to also, do that Millennium Falcon too. But, but I mean, if okay, but if we're doing, if we're actually, which Millennium Falcon would we argue, argue against? That's true. That's fine. And I think that's, we already did that episode. Yeah. I mean, that that's that's also embedded in why this episode exists. Is This is kind of the only way we could do both of these rides. Yeah. yeah. And it, when this ride starts moving on the orange attraction, I, I'll be honest here. I've never done the the green. 
because oh. I'm too extreme. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm too <laughs> awesome. I've never <laughs> I've never done the lame one. The orange isn't um, terrible. I remember I've, writing I've it. I've only in, done orange. I've I've only done the the the, oh, I'm sorry, the, the full green. Yeah, the, green's the not full bad. Ex, like movement where I've had I've been on the ride with people who have said you should not have taken me on this. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we haven't gotten to the ride whips. yet, um, but the, the, the ride has taken multiple lives. Yes. Which is yes. why in response to that, they changed to the green option, which is a different ride experience altogether. True. And Dan and I, I just want to point this out. Now, Dan and I are very good at murdering other pilots oh, uh, Millennium Falcon, oh the Millennium Falcon they, they, they like to they like to brag about their kill counts at the yes. end of the ride we we specifically take the gunner the gunner That's position so, murder so people. how many kills we did you get <laughs> I killed seven people today oh, God. how many people did you kill it's a really good way to reframe it um, okay so Jimmy, let's get back to Pixar Pal Around. Pixar Pal Around is clearly. I've seen multiple accounts, but the 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 closest one I saw was that it's 160 feet tall. It has 24 fully enclosed passenger cars, each able to carry six passengers. Each passenger car is decorated with the face of a Pixar character. Mm -hmm. 16 slide (laughs) inward and outward. As the wheel rotates, the remainder are fixed to the rim. So of the 24, 16 of them move. There are. And, and one of the things that I and tell me if I'm stepping on your toes here. One of the things I love about Ow. the right experience is, you know, how, how when the Ferris wheel loads itself, mm-hmm. it kind of slowly goes yeah. around and. The first rotation, if you're in one of the swinging cars, which I mean, that's what this episode is. It's a swinging car. Right, right. Um, you forget that after you're done with that full rotation, <laughs> you get another rotation with no stops. That's correct. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's correct. Which makes for a nine minute attraction. Yes. Depending on when you get on the ride. And um, if if you enjoy it, it's wonderful. If mm-hmm. you don't, it is no. like you're, it's, it's torture. Oh, I'm back at the bottom. Thank God I can get up. No. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, there, as yeah. mentioned, there are separate boarding queues along uh, for sliding fixed cars. The passengers may choose between the two. Inspired again by Coney Island's 1920 Wonder Wheel, it was designed by Walt Disney Imagineering and Wagner Bureau. Completed this in 2001 as Sunwheel. Later, blah blah blah. I've told you all that stuff. Um, the Wonder Wheel for funsies was built in 1920 and is 150 feet tall and can carry 144 people. Oh. Mm. How many G's did you get on that versus the <laughs> flip flap railway? <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, right. <laughs> flip flap railway. Uh yeah, so as Dan mentioned, riders go around the wheel twice. It takes one revolution of the wheel to eight stops to get all the cars loaded and unloaded. And then the wheel makes one complete rotation without stopping. Nine minute ride. Yeah. The end. That's it. I have legitimate terror when I ride the Pixar pal around. And I, I love it. I love the <laughs> 
I love it so much. It yeah. is it is absolute terror. Like actual, I can't believe I'm doing this. Like it is the constant feeling of going up the lift hill on, on a yeah. roller coaster that you're not really sure you want to be on. Right. Um, it's it, the feeling it's so of enjoyable. out of control. The <laughs> yes. feeling of out of control is second to none. Yeah. And I have to remind True. myself every time I, I have to look at the mechanism, I have to look at and remind, remind myself that like, this is not going to fall off. <laughs> like this is actually very, very safe. It's just very terrifying. Well, uh, I, I mentioned earlier what Time Out Magazine said that it was uh, described as terrifying. Um, and then uh, your USA City Guide described it as far scarier than it seems. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the Mickey's Fun Wheel had been ranked as the second best Ferris wheel in the world by voters in June of 2017. And in December 2014, Pace Magazine editor Garrett Martin ranked the ride as the sixth best attraction in the park. So we have mixed reviews. So voters, um, jerks. <laughs> I think maybe the rest of this conversation is probably going to maybe needs to be around the different kinds of thrilling and which is actually more thrilling. Well, like let, you have the physical sensation about, of one. Yeah. 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 Let, let's talk about the thrills of mission space. The thrills of mission space. You after all of this prep, after all of these pre-shows, after all of these warnings that you might get sick, you you and three other people are put if the into a bags in front of you aren't an indicator. <laughs> right, right. Uh, it, th this is the entire point of the uh, of of this uh, mission, this uh, episode is to say that there are barf bags included on these two attractions. Uh, you get into this capsule. You sit down. You're given a mission, kind of. You're told that you have to press that button, and then a little while later, you'll have to press that button. Also, you'll be spinning very fastly, and it'll be slightly hard to press that button. And if you don't <laughs> press that button, no one will care. They don't actually say that, but that's but, that's Eric's running commentary because they don't actually say you're spinning really fast. <laughs> Correct. But Correct. the G-forces do make it physically very difficult for you to touch the button that's two feet in front of your face. And that's that's what's interesting about the ride is is going into an attraction that spins you at 2.5 G's. So it spins you fast enough that you feel like it's hard to move your hand toward one of two buttons that are flashing at you. So uh, that's the, for the listener. One G is what we experience on Earth, which so, is hard enough. Let so me tell if you, you're, <laughs> if you're 200 pounds. When you do two G's, it feels like you're 400 pounds, which would mean if you're at two and a half G's, that would make you feel like you're at 500 pounds. That's how that works. Very mm. good math. Yes. Thank you. Let me tell you. After if you're a 500 pound person <laughs> right? reaching toward a button, it's we all know what that, that feels like. Uh, but yes, you are asked to fill a specific role in this ride. 
uh, based on where you are sitting. You're the navigator. You're the the pilot. The, <laughs> right. The pilot. You're, you're the gunner. You're the, you're the engineer. engineer. <laughs> Butler. <laughs> one, one of the you. The lead pipe. One of you is Tim Curry. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be Michael McKeon. <laughs> All right. I, I forgot one, the jobs are kind is, of is like. The, is the hot uh, Mrs. White who uh, is the. Wow. Yeah. It, if wow. I remember correctly, it really was the, the first kind of like, we're going to have an interactive role for everybody. And you can really kind of feel you can <laughs> kind of imagine the meeting where they were like okay so pilot we got that <laughs> yeah, we'll be remote piloting um that, that guy gets else. a control stick <laughs> what other things do people do in space i think um, i don't think pilot's one of them right because they're they're remote piloting you got cookie. <laughs> you have to have written this down eric uh you know what? Who cares? Um, yeah, I, because if you go to uh, space, the the space uh, restaurant, which has a very, uh, please go to concierge to get your uh, reservations at uh, Space Two Twenty. Um, Hold on, I have a navigator, question. Navigator, pilot, commander, engineer. I have a very important question. When you go to the fancy space steak place, space um, two twenty, do you see occasionally little things on the? It, I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but it's a screen. Do you see any like of those capsules going by on the screen? You, you do see capsules going by and people going by in spacesuits. You also see dogs going by in spacesuits. But do you see mission um, space space capsules? So. What would be amazing? You're right. It would be amazing if you saw. They would have. Yeah. Yeah. That's a point for Pixar. Point for Pixar. I mean, point against space because that that's an that that would be an easy thing for them to. (laughs) But but to be fair, that's a point against space two twenty. Not as I'm just trying to move the show along. Okay, thanks. (laughs) Which is in the same space. Yeah, I mean okay. they should. Uh, I, I mean, it, so we're we're now moving on to to the ride experience of Mission Space is you get into a box and then a <laughs> it, it, you get you you sit down on a seat, you strap in, and then a like console moves toward yeah, you. You get inside a very confined box that then just as you're feeling claustrophobic moves in on you. Right, right. <laughs> it gets more claustrophobic. If you have problems with claustrophobia, yeah. you should have listened to Gina Torres mm-hmm. um, because you had every opportunity to leave this attraction because this is a place where you sit down in a chair and then the thing that you see that's a few feet away from you moves within inches from you. And then they put you into a, a centrifuge. They make you feel like you are. It, it, I mean, it's a pretty good centrifuge. It's a great like, effect because it, you have that screen in front of you and you're taking off and you're watching the launch, right. you know, and, and you feel right. it. Right. You, you, you do feel that. 
you can also feel like you're moving to the right. Yes, that absolutely. But, but if you really weigh into the experience, you do feel like something is pulling against your body. You feel gravity pushing you into your chair. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's it's a very convincing experience. And um, but you do I, have to I work. enjoy it. You do have to work like not just like they give you a job to do, but and and I'm not this isn't necessarily a complaint for me personally, but like in a more universal sense, not, you know, um, I think part of the problem that people have with this is that because you do, they can't tell you right up front in any attraction like, okay, look, you really have to play along with the narrative here. You have to play this (laughs) mental game or you will puke. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's, and I, I think that that's, I think ultimately kind of where it falls apart is that they, they can't just, they, they don't because they can't just tell you that, but it does actually require that. And if you aren't going into it, actively playing the like, let's pretend game of we're going to space and like, honestly, the graphics don't help a whole lot because they're not great. Yeah, they're not great. They suggest updated. some things. Okay, they, that's they good. They updated that's good. in 2017. Okay, and I don't think I've been there since then. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, so, but Eric, you, the the orange mission is you going to Mars. Correct. And it is a mission to Mars as sort of an explorative mission. And when you land there, there's already a base. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) Versus the green mission where, according to some accounts, the, the, the centrifuge doesn't move you that much. It doesn't. And you just fly around the earth. You, you fly around the earth and you crash land during a thunderstorm. So you still have to have the same sense of, oh, no, the theme park attraction went wrong. And <laughs> now I, as the navigator, have to do a thing. And the engineer says, I also have to do a thing. And the comptroller says, I also have to pay. <laughs> the, um, I the ombudsman comes in. The human resources officer has to write a report. I, right. And again, the, the green isn't bad. It's not a bad experience. And no. I don't, if, if you, if you're going into it with, I want to, I want to spend then obviously the orange is for you. And if that's the only reason you ride the ride, then don't bother with green, but the green isn't, it's not bad. Um, no, it's not as intense. You still feel it. And yeah. you know, it's not as fun because you're just flying around the earth as opposed to going to Mars and you have this and it, time. It does move. It. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. still a centrifuge. It's, it's just, it's, it's more of just a simulator at that point. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's both right. And to be fair, both of these are both simulator and centrifuge, right? Because they tilt and move and that kind of thing, right? So right. right now they are right now they're neck and neck, and I I I think I know where I'm leaning. And the well, let's I'm, get to the land impact real quick. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So Pixar Palaron. I, I mean, I I I thought about it, and I'm like, you know, it's it's an impact on many lands because it's almost yeah. One could argue it is the icon. It's the weenie of the park in in a it way is. since you since you can't see the grizzly bear anymore. Um, but yeah, I think in a lot of the literature, it's, it's an icon. Uh, so there's that it's got a park impact cause you can see it from virtually anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and also it's the centerpiece of Pixar pier, 
Um, so from an impact perspective, I don't know that it's the right impact, meaning I think it's too big for that park. And it, it's just gives the wrong impression hmm. of what that park originally intended to be. Whereas the grizzly bear would be a more fitting icon because it's the big peak and, and it's California and you know, all but, of the, I, all the things. I think huh. it's a good icon for what the park has become though. Perhaps. Um, whereas mission space, if you're talking about the land, technically the land is world discovery. And no, I think it blends in with the land and does what it's supposed to do. I don't know well, that it has as big of an impact. I do like. Well, I think the, that's that's a problem with placement. Well, yeah, maybe. I, I mean, you do now for a while. There was nothing else to do in right. that area because everything else had been closed. Everything else was was shuttered but well you still had ellen's energy adventure which was dated you had who, test track yeah which who cares arguably test uh, track is probably more of an impact to the land not only just from a volume from an audio perspective but that's where everybody goes sure if you want to go through a dark ride that then rides over the place where they have dumpsters mm-hmm. great cars. test track <laughs> and you go over um, gm vehicles and you pass by the mexico show building yeah, there well, you and go. You get, and you get but, the fun experience of going like, is that a parking lot? Why would that yeah. be a parking lot? I don't think that's a parking lot. Oh, we're done with oh, the ride. No, yeah. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so I, I don't know. You're, I'm not arguing either way for or against just making comment. I, I, I think that in terms of what you're talking about, um, Pixar Pal Around works as an icon simply because of the size and the placement right. and placement. True. Yeah. And, and it, yeah, it's I don't, something everybody has to see. Whereas mission space is, is something that has a cool, I, I mean, the, the entrance is interesting. Yeah, it's a great entrance statement. It's a wonderful sculpture. It's very if well you, done. Yeah. If you go in that, if you happen to go in that direction, really interesting architecture Mm -hmm. and uh, whether you're going into orange or green side doesn't matter. Still very interesting. It's all the same concrete. If you're going into the space 220 restaurant, it's still the same concrete. And uh, when you get into the ride, there are, I mean, the queue is, is the same Either way you go, um, but but it 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 is the reason to go in that direction. It is the reason for you to go uh, southeast in Epcot. But other than like, it's like Mexico, that's that's what you're looking at as you walk through that Esplanade or the, oh, yeah. the, the breezeway. That's that's pulling yeah. you in. It's a it's every bit of weenie. Absolutely, I think. It is a it is a, a lovely building. I it's it's a it, very interesting piece of architecture. Um, so I I'm gonna gosh, <laughs> it's rough because like they kind of even out because one's really, but okay. So here's space is a very very good looking building they did a very good job on the building maybe uh-huh. better than on the queue um however we have the one other thing that's an icon 
it is an icon but it's kind it, of it's by an default. accidental icon yeah it's kind of by default so i'm gonna go uh point space on that ghosts <laughs> uh, okay um so i think we're done these are two very disparate attractions both well, potentially vomit inducing right Hold on i'm not making any decisions i'm oh, just okay 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 i'm okay. making my summary okay. judge okay got it <laughs> um, two very disparate attractions and and so i understand why we landed where we landed for all the reasons um both of them are vomit inducing potentially uh but two very distinct attractions i think for me it's going to come down to which is the most fun mm, i think that's a matter of perspective Right. Because, and what's also interesting that has a similarity is that two different entrances mm-hmm. for two different experiences. Mm-hmm. One is more gentle, it's fixed gondola, still the thrill of going 150 feet in the air. Right. Uh, oh, without you, you're, saying, you're saying that the entrance to the Ferris wheel is more gentle versus. No, I'm saying that, that there are two different entrances, just like. Mission space, you go this side yeah. or this side. Yeah. And okay. the experiences are different experiences while being the same in that you're you're going in a centrifuge. One is more intense. So similarly, you've got on the Ferris wheel, one is more intense. One is still a neat experience because you're going 150 feet in the air. So as far as what's more fun, I think it's, I mean, it's all subjective, but this whole show is subjective. So. Well, yeah. So you know, Jimmy, what, what makes yours more fun? Potentially, um, the, uh, ignoring objectivity. I think potentially what makes the uh, Pixar Pal around more fun is just the utter chaos of uncertainty of what's next and the anticipation of what's next. And then the repeated anticipation of what's next. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you're not going anywhere, but but every time you take a turn or whatever, I mean, that is it takes you by surprise every time. And you get the butterflies and thrill of that versus mm-hmm. the affixed version, which is not really what I'm arguing, but you've got the affixed version, which is just a fun Ferris wheel. You go around in a big circle twice. Um, whereas the thrill of going 2.5G for me is almost painful. Mm-hmm. And I... Not to argue your point for you, but some, we do this sometimes. <laughs> is that uh, I think for me, I, honestly, the thing that I, I think is going to end up possibly push, pushing um, Pixar Pal around over the edge on this one is the social aspect of it, because mm. you are facing each other, mm-hmm. it, and you, you get know, to see each other's reactions to that's true what's happening, and, and, and that's, that's fun. That's the thing. I, I don't want to argue against myself, but uh, Jimmy keeps arguing uh, for my attraction. <laughs> but, um, when you get here. when you get into Mission Space, you are crammed into a small box. Yes, and a wall moves toward you, mm-hmm. and whether you are in the green or the orange attraction. Either way, you're basically strapped in. Yeah, it, it, yeah, you're strapped in and you've got the people that you're next to and everybody does their thing and whether or not they do their thing, it's very much like Millennium Falcon where if you don't do the thing, no one really cares right? because the ride will continue the way it does. Oh no, we have an emergency. 
we've got to crash land on America during a uh, <laughs> during a, the Civil War. A thunderstorm. We, we traveled through time. Going through time. <laughs> oh no. January 6th is happening oh, right no. now. You exactly. have to land your plane. <laughs> Eric, please um, don't be political on this show. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> he didn't say which year. <laughs> <laughs> so, this, the, oh, no. Yeah. We're landing on Mars during, <laughs> during, during um, various elections. <laughs> well, I, I think it doesn't, it doesn't matter because... Uh, when when you're doing the thing, yes, the the usual tropes of of theme park attraction goes wrong is happening, but you don't have to hit the button. If you want to hit the button, go ahead and hit the button. If you don't hit the button, the thing will still happen, and somebody will say. You didn't hit the button. Why <laughs> oh, didn't well. you hit the button? I'll hit it Why? For you. No, I, they won't do that. It'll be a I, system no. override. Let, yeah, let me. I, 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 I think that mission space, I'm sorry. I do. I think that mission space, you kind of become four single riders. Yeah, it does and, feel that way. And yeah. and what's, what's interesting f- there for me is that you kind of, it's kind of the same with every attraction, except... You feel it, I think, more with Mission Space because you the the thing pushing you against are physically you physically isolated. You, yeah. you it, the yeah. isolation is definitely felt. Um, I think I'm gonna have to go with Pixar. I, I I actually agree because yeah, it's it's not the same as it's not the same as Millennium Falcon where you all laugh mm-hmm. when somebody doesn't press the thing and the ship doesn't pick up all the coaxium and i mean let's There's, be honest there are no stakes well there are no and stakes going going with the well there's stakes in the restaurant uh no. they, they um <laughs> sorry oh, you should you should buy the steak <laughs> in the restaurant um oh oh please go to the restaurant and uh use jimmy as your yeah, uh, your concierge going, going with the theme of this very episode if a member of your party were to vomit on mission space, you wouldn't even know until afterwards because you are that isolated. <laughs> uh, yeah. Unless you're, you're to the you're left staring as you're at, spinning right. And then <laughs> then you would it. probably know. <laughs> you are staring at a small screen and you have two buttons that light up that make you do a thing versus uh, Pixar Pell around where you're in a box locked in there with at least, I mean, there are four. At least four people in that box. Up to six, and you don't have to do Up any to like mental work. It's just okay. You're in the cage. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all, all six of you. And I, I, I maybe I would have argued against this more until the the last few experiences you and I have had, Dan, where we have been in that box with other people where they're going, I'm going to, I'm going to record what, <laughs> what they're going through. I, I want to see the terror that they're experiencing because everybody knows that going into that box is more than just, it, it's more than just sitting in a box it's more than just it's a saying, rite of passage. <laughs> I'm going to go. Uh, we might go to Mars. We, we're going to pretend that we're going in hypersleep. Great. 
um, it slowed down for a little bit and some frosty things appeared on the screen in front of me. It's you can see everything in front of it. Like you could see the entire park around you. You could see the other park. You can yeah. see the can city see the of Anaheim <laughs> and you can watch the terror in the face of the yeah, people I that mean, you're running with. <laughs> taking you out of the berm, notwithstanding. I think um, going into this, as this happens so often in the show, I was I was going to push back pretty hard uh, because just on the surface, a well-themed show building cue experience, unique experience, like it's a better overall experience as a it's theme a, park goer totally true um whereas pixar palerone is not off the shelf per se but a copy of something that already existed um but yeah it's more communal to your point dan it's more communal there's a little bit more fun thrill as opposed to intense thrill and it, it's more communal like you said and there's probably a lot more giggling than there is on mission space and uh, yeah, it's kind of outdoor fun and it, it does what it's supposed to do in the land that it is. Yeah. Yeah. Mission space think, is intense. Yes, well, and it I is think, intense. I think what ruins space for me, kind, kind I, again, I like both rides, but I think what space ends up being kind of too much work. And it's, it's like they, they do that thing that they sometimes do with attractions where it's just like, this is very serious and we need to take this very seriously. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. They have to hype, hype the intensity because it's an intense ride. So all that being said, it sounds like Pixar pal around is the Supreme vomit inducing attraction. Now, if we were arguing, which was more vomit inducing, it's definitely mission space. Definitely a mission space. In the case of this show, I think that's a disadvantage. So Pixar, our pal around counterintuitively is the supreme potentially vomit inducing attraction why do i always take the wrong one <laughs> i don't know <laughs> for me you always take the right one and then somehow uh, you know if I, if i had just talked about gary sinise a little more yeah, a little maybe longer. i could have yeah. gary could have gotten us there that's yeah. right yeah um all right well there you go congratulations good work eric Hope those pain mids are working out for you. <laughs> they're they're doing okay. You might, li- you might listen back to this episode another time. <laughs> Just there were more ramblings than normal. <laughs> oh, we're, we're we're there. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. At one point, I'm like, "Are you drunk?" Because <laughs> you're talking about. Uh, anyway, um, that's the show, everybody. The. <laughs> uh, we already talked about concierge. We have uh, other shows. Most notably, Scraping the Vault, which has a Dirty Yellow Strap episode that just launched yesterday. Uh, obviously, ears up, ears up in depth. The Bantha Milk podcast. Congratulations, RGH, for your cameo for winning the pre-show pandemonium. Tune in next March slash February when we will <laughs> figure out the top something. If you have any ideas, we talked we talked about benches, best benches. Mm-hmm. We talked about best kids menus. We kids talked menus. about all kinds of... Different things. I think we've already decided best bathroom is the stinky room. And I'm not going to lie. I'm going to push hard for the best kids menus, mainly so that we can get Asher to read the kids menus. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm sold. But if you, listener, have any other uh, ideas that you think would be good for a Sweet 16 style show or series of shows, you can reach me at, I'm Jimmy at earsup-podcast.com. Dan at earsup-podcast.com. The thing, the rest. And mm-hmm. E. Johnson at concierge.com. 
Thank you for listening. Congratulations to Pixar Pal Around. I'm going to Walt Disney World in mere 72 hours, and I'm very mm. excited. Oh, and also, if you want hey, to, you won't contact, be able to ride on that ride. <laughs> if you want, if you want to contact uh, Bob Chapek and Josh, Tamar, oh, that's right. You can email Bob at uh, Big Bobby Chapes. That's Chapes with a Z at gmail.com. Yeah, C H A P E Z. Yes, at gmail.com. That's true. Please reach out it, it, to Bob. It, Big Bob it, Chapes. Big Bobby Chapes. <laughs> Big Bobby Chapes at gmail.com. All right. Well, until next time when we're going to bring you a spooky Halloween edition of the Supreme Resort. On behalf of Eric and Dan, I'm Jimmy. Be good to each other and we'll see you on the next show. We are now recording, and I'm and sorry have, that we weren't recording earlier. I have nothing else to say about any of this. So, oh, um, <laughs> how's Dan's game? Don't forget to go to Etsy.org. JPEGShirt.com. JPEGShirt.com. Jimmy, turned on your gain a little bit. How's my gain? Dan, your gain is great. It's everywhere great. you want to be. Everywhere. <laughs> like American Express. Ooh. Just like American Express. Yeah, keep coughing into the mic. That'll help yes. everything. I'm grabbing, I'm grabbing this so that I don't. I I'm going to have some more combos <coughs> and chew mm. them into the mic. Oh, I love that. I'm going to grab my meds from across the room. Mm. Just do the show without me. I got this. You got this. Didn't you put them on your...